Hello, everybody, including you, the guy sitting right across from me. That is Jack Rice. More importantly, just kidding, my name is Malcolm Rice, and welcome back to the second episode of Musings. That's right, we did it. And this is Musings, and we just talk about anything in the genre of space and time. And today we're talking about sports. And to talk sports with me is my dad, Jack Rice. Hello, how are you? Thank you, Malcolm. I appreciate you having me on. I'm um, a little disappointed that I am your second guest. Yes, I know. Uh, but, uh, you know, I understand that perhaps I wasn't available yes. last evening for the first session, uh, and I'm sure that I'll be a regular uh, attendee from now on. The best ability is availability, as we all know. And, yeah, I, I'm really happy to have you on the podcast just because, you know, Different takes, different side of things. You know, you're a Vikings fan, a Patriots fan, you're a Blue Jays fan, I'm a kind of an Orioles fan right now. We're going to have different takes on this podcast. And one thing that I want to know your take on is to lead into our genre of sport talk today. What is one of your most distinct sport memories and why? Yeah, um, so I've been a bit of a sporty guy over the years, probably stemming from when I was a wee lad. And uh, one of my first experiences with sports and professional sports teams uh, happened when we were, uh, my family was season ticket holders for the Buffalo Sabres. All right. And I was a little lad in 1973 or 74, and it was the first time that the Sabres had made the playoffs. Uh, And I was seven years old. Uh, and um, they had really had a tremendous playoff run, which means they won one game right. in the playoffs you against know, the Montreal Canadiens. success. Tremendous one success, game. very much similar to the Vegas Knights this year. Um, and when they were dusted in five games, having won one game against the, the vaunted Montreal Canadiens uh, dynasty, the entire audience uh, at the game stood up and yelled, thank you, Sabres, hmm. as loud as possible. And I was a little seven-year-old gaff, and I had never heard anything that loud before in my life. Wow. Just 16,000 people captivated by this ragamuffin f- expansion hockey team right. yelling, thank you, Sabres, at the top of their lungs. I-, I always remember that. And I thought of that this year as the Vegas Golden Knights were playing and how exciting it must have been for the fans of that franchise. Exactly. Never before has an expansion team made the Stanley Cup Finals. Played admirably against the Capitals and, of course, bandwagon fan of the Capitals. Uh, Slightly. Are you you shading towards that now? Well, I had to jump on board. Um, You know, it's been been a dismal decade for uh, my my Sabres. And uh, I like the jersey. It's red. Um, it's strangely got capitals in non-capital letters, uh, which I find fascinating. Wow. That, that is true. It is. Never it? thought to think about that. Unusual. Unusual. <laughs> and uh, I just feel like uh, uh, the human suffering of the Capitals fans, I could feel that as a mm-hmm. Viking fan, as a, as a Sabre fan. And um, I'm so glad that Vegas was not successful. Uh, on their first attempt, right? Because uh, they have not uh, felt adequate pain. You always yeah. connect with the people that have experienced the bitter in life, I love especially it. in the sports scene. Absolutely. Now, this memory that I have, it leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. I gotta admit, Super Bowl forty-two. Patriots were on the undefeated season. They were storming through everyone. Randy Moss, Tom Brady, Wes Welker. Who could stop the Patriots? But some crummy team for New York, New Jersey, really, 
Anyways, we were leading most of the game. It was it was pretty close. And then next thing you know, there was this one play. Eli Manning's got the ball. We almost sack him like five times this play. A little scrawny young Eli Manning just like turning around, flings a ball down deep. And David Tyree, have you ever heard of that name before? I've heard it uh, um, <clears throat> shouted in vain number of times around this house. Uh, interesting why you would have that memory. David Tyree, unknown wide receiver, unknown before and pretty much unknown after. This was his one shining moment. Caught this ball miraculously. And I don't know what was on his helmet that day, but he had one hand or two hands, I guess, secured on it, stuck it to the top of his head. And as he was falling backwards, as Patriots were swarming around it, trying to spike this ball into the ground to make it incomplete, it just stuck there. The fingertip helmet catch, which pretty much solidified, you know, that game, the momentum was going that way, and then, you know, the Plaxico Burris touchdown, and was that the West Walker drop game? I think that was the next one. That was the next one? Yeah. Right, because that was... Because there was another epic failure yeah. as well, so I started to bring up Exactly, there's so one. many, yeah. but there, you know, we have won a couple of Super Bowls recently, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. you know, not the last one. But anyways, that aside, hopefully we can... Oh, yours is a happy memory. Mine is mm-hmm. somewhat sad. I would like mm-hmm. to remove that from my brain, but nevertheless, it shall stick with me. Let's jump into the news real quick. We'll cover some some big sports around the world, NFL, MLB, NBA. You know, do you, would you like to like to run through the ga- the gamut of those? Yeah, let's let's take a shot. What do you want to talk about? What sports are um, top of mind for you right now? What right. issues uh, can we solve? Well, we can solve a plethora of issues, but let's just start with this one right now. With from the NFL breaking today, Jameis Winston from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers famous crazy crazy person, um, has been suspended three games for his actions in an Uber car, um, making sexually advancements on the Uber driver, which um, there has been conflicting reports on how many people were in the car, if James Winston was telling the truth. Regardless, the hard facts that we have now is that he has suspended three games, and do you think this has any bearing on the season that Tampa Bay was going to have or will still have this season? Uh, absolutely none. Uh, I um, <clears throat> I wouldn't know Jameis Winston if I ran over him with my truck. Oh, interesting. Um, he uh, Much like Lilo and Stitch. A little something. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he is a completely inconsequential NFL player. Uh, they could put anyone at quarterback for three games and have – an equal amount of success or failure um, than this um, Jamie Jamie Winston guy. Yeah, J- um, Jamie Winston. Um, well, speaking of anyone, they're throwing in your boy Ryan Fitzpatrick. Better than James Winston. <laughs> it, pretty much, he find. I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick finds a way play in the NFL as a starter every single season. Absolutely, and will for the next fifty years or something. I think he's a top thirty-five quarterback in the game. Yeah, solid. Um, well. You know, top 35 quarterback in the game. Let's talk about the number one quarterback in the game, kind of. Um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady has been ranked numero uno player in the planet for that. It's NFL players, that is, voted by his peer for the second straight year. Do you think that this was warranted? Tom Brady, you know, the best player in the NFL, do you think so? Yeah, I mean, certainly um, had a great year last year. Um, obviously, he's had a great year for a number of years. I, I think 
is he is he 30 yet how old is he now i believe he's over 40 yeah so i think every player under the age of 30 um should be ashamed of themselves Mm, in the nfl uh and i think if you're getting beat by a 40 year old man um i i think it's time to reevaluate um exactly your athletic ability so it may be warranted. It may be warranted, but I do believe that um, that no NFL player should rest easy tonight, and and I do believe that they should be on mass just completely ashamed of themselves. Yeah, I mean, this has come from a hardcore Patriots fan. I was a little surprised. I thought Nick Foles was going to go number one. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's like a forty-one-year-old man now. Who's you know, he had. He won the MVP last year, granted, but he didn't win the Super Bowl. I thought it, you know, should have gone to an underdog. Speaking of underdogs, though, who is your pick right now? If you were to search through the tea leaves, you know, look into the big old ball that you have there, who do you think is going to be number one next season? Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah. Um, you know, great quarterback. Uh, I think, um, uh, you know, tough guy. I think he'll re- he'll uh, respond well from this knee injury. Mm. I think the Eagles are going to have a great season again this year, and so yeah. I would think as a quarterback for that team, uh, he should be uh, considered uh, a- a- and a guy that's under forty, right, and under thirty, exactly. Uh, so Might be under twenty five as well. I think he's got a chance to uh, put uh, Tom Brady to uh, to rest to bed as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a really good pick. I think I believe number two in this ranking was Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if, you know, I mean, a wide receiver running back that could conceivably be the number one player in the NFL. But the, the trend that I see is the quarterback that wins the Super Bowl, unless circum, certain crazy circumstances, will be the number one player. Now, because Carson Wentz, he was he was hurt at the time, and you can't really put Nick Foles as the best player in the NFL, maybe at this point, career backup. So we got to think of who who's going to win the Super Bowl. The San Francisco 49ers, you know, saucy pick coming right over to the NFC West. You know, they got a little quarterback. I name mean, Jimmy Garoppolo. I could see them storming everyone, winning 14 games, sliding straight to the playoffs, and losing to Tom Brady, and he'll be the number one player next year. Um, on to Bold other NFL news. Uh, your boy, Daniil Hunter from the Minnesota Vikings, says he's a rich man now. He can, he can afford anything out of Chuck E. Cheese now. $72 million extension, five years. Is this good for the defense for Minnesota? Well, it's, um, it, it really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the defense for Minnesota. It's nice for Daniil Hunter. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're going to be a defensive end and you need to pick a name for yourself, I think Hunter yeah. is uh, is the perfect name. I, th- I think he did choose his own name. I, I believe yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he did. Um, I don't know if Danielle was the name I would have picked for my first name. We could um, always just call him Big D. Big D, Danny. Yeah. You know, Danny H. Danny Honey. Um but, uh, no, like any of these players that sign, um, you know, it's nice for them. We could have put, you know, any defensive end in there. And uh, he's going to get six sacks this year. And um, they make too big a deal out of these sort of individual players. But um, it's really nice for him um, to, uh, to get paid a little bit. Hope he, uh, 
He spends every uh, dime of that money and uh, helps the economy in Minneapolis. Oh, I'm sure. A lot of smart purchases coming out from Daniil Hunter, I would assume. All right, so we're sliding over. Let's, you know, who cares about the NFL? The NFL is not even going on right now, but you know what sport is going on right now? The MLB. That is the Major League Baseball. Mm. And all right, so you got two sides for Major League Baseball. You got the AL, the American League. And you have the NL, the National League. American League is crushing the NL this year. Much better records, probably saucier players, better teams than the AL. So let's just kind of focus on that real quick. Right now, if we look at the playoff picture, and yes, it is June, I should preface this. Things can change, but will they? The Red Sox, Indians, Astros, and then we have the Yankees and Mariners in the playoff, in the sorry, wild card spot. Do you see these teams shuffling or changing, or do you think this is probably the five that we're going to be looking at in September? Uh, I think you're. You, I think it's probably those five. I mean, you might make a case for the uh, Los Angeles, Anaheim, California, yeah. um, uh, Angels right. uh, as perhaps it's sneaking a really long in there. Name. Do you think they should just change it to like? I, I think they need to add a couple of more. Oh, I, I'd wow. like to see them go with um, with a name that has at least 10 different cities named. Okay. Uh, I think that would be a record. Yeah. And I think they should, should try to achieve that. Yeah. They, they um, should, they should put a team in Holland, you know, like, like, like what, what do you call it? You know, right. do you call them the Dutch? Do you call them like, you know, Holland, like the Netherlands? Who are the Netherlands? Like, Absolutely. Who knows? The Lowlands. Um, I think that's a great idea, but I, I don't think there'll be too much. It'll be too much different from that. It seems like baseball has evolved, um, to the haves and the have nots right now. And, and we have six teams or, um, that are trying and, and another uh, eight or nine that are tanking in right. the American League. Yeah. Uh, so I think that uh, it's a pretty pretty solid bet uh, yeah. on the playoff structure. It will be interesting to see if Showtime Otani, Shote Otani, comes back for the Angels. I believe it was a shoulder injury. So he may be sidelined for the rest of the season. I haven't really looked into if he's going to be coming back. going to hit. I heard he's going to come back and, and take okay. batting practice and, and, and hit. Right. So I could see him sort of, um, you know, being a bit of a hitter for right. the rest of the year. Uh, but, you know, it's just um, I think he's turned from one of the top phenom prospects of all time to, yeah. you know, just another designated hitter that you shovel off the street and uh, hmm. throw into the lineup. So, uh, yeah. Oh, um, how the tables have turned. It happens quick. Yes. Um... Sticking with baseball here, you are a Toronto Blue Jays fan, am I right? I am. I am. Yes. You you know try and watch you know most of the games, almost every game. I try. I try. You know, got the MLB package, and I, I pay for that, wow. so uh, I don't. You don't steal anything off the pirate stuff. Um, no uh, piracy. No, uh, at all. I, I I I pay. You can check the credit card statements on that. Okay, and, and I do. I, I plan I do to. Pay. Okay. Um. So, what do you like? And what don't you like about this team? I know that there's, um, I think you mentioned to me the other night, you know, the reason why I like this team so much is there's no idiots on the squad. Now, bold statement. Mm. You know, you got, yeah. the, you got the Justin Smokes in the world. I'm not really sure what his GPA was. But, um, yeah, you know, what are some highlights? What are some lowlights of this team overall for you? Yeah, no, that's a good point. See, they are terrible. Uh, a very poor yeah. team. Not, um, not, not too great. Don't pitch very well. Uh, can't hit. Um, not really much in terms of running or defense, mm. but um, there's a couple guys this year, you know, that kind of uh, make you smile. Jan Hervis Solarte, okay, 
Um, you know, great human interest sto- story. Okay. Yeah. Um, lost his wife uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and uh, has children and is. A uh, single dad making his way and uh, has 15, 15 home runs already. Nice. So uh, I think he's an easy guy to cheer for. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of guys there from the Cardinals, uh, Randall Grichik and Amadeus Diaz that uh, are, are athletic, which we haven't seen athletic players for the Blue Jays for a oh. long time. Yeah. That's interesting to watch them. <laughs> um, I think uh, they have uh, completely overestimated the value of some of the pitchers that they have. Um, I've, I've never been all that much of a fan of Marcus Stroman or Aaron Sanchez, who I think both of them are very limited yeah. pitchers. Um, and they've sort of thought they were going to be um, the superstar studs of their rotation. And I just never saw it. So uh, at some point, you know, they have to rebuild. And uh, it's all about the pitching staff and uh, trying to get five guys in there that can can roll over and compete with teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees on an everyday yeah. basis. But um, for for my purposes, I think it's kind of a fun team to watch. Uh, they're going to struggle, right. but uh, there's a couple of guys I like to cheer for. That's good. Yeah, I think, you know, bold maneuver. Put Stroman at second and get Travis the heck out of here. I don't know. I, th- I feel like, you know, Stroman, you know, he's, he's a pretty good pitcher. You know, but he's like 5'9". Mm. Like, put, put him at second, see if, see if he can hit. You know, didn't he play some midfield or something like that in high school or something? Yeah, he played He played a little second base in high school. Maybe he went to Duke as a second baseman. Yeah. Um, I, I'm with you. I like the fact that we could... Turn him into Shotei Otani. You know? If we could jettison. That's um, as to it. Uh, Devin Travis, that would be great. Uh, personally, I would put um, uh, Marcus Stroman on another major league team, mm-hmm. if I could. Uh, <laughs> I think that would be great because I think that uh, if we were able to face him uh, five or six times as a member of the, t- the Tampa Bay Rays, I-, I think that would help our offense. It would, yeah. Mm. Move your bad players onto your rival teams. This is my strategy. Addition by subtraction. Now, you are very anti-addition. And when I say that, you don't... When it comes to free agency, when there's all those you know, meaty, big-time guys on the market, you know, asking for big deals, you know, who was just a recent sign? I mean, I know David Price, you know, he was... Blue Jay for a little while there, went to the Red Sox, now making like bajillion dollars, and he's not really doing anything. Your creed is never sign a player, Malcolm. Never do it. But how do you do that? And also, so what's your rationale behind never signing a player? Walk me through that. Well, I I, I, I would not ever sign a player for more than one year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... It's hard to sign him for less than a year. Six months? Could we do six months? I don't really know if that's would in take the CBA, that? you know, if that's allowed. You know, Ryan Goins would have taken six months. He just got released by uh, right. Kansas City uh, today. But I look, you know, I think it's, uh, again, I go back to hockey and the Vegas Golden Knights. And I look at that team. Uh, they were cobbled together from pieces all over the country. Uh, they're all sort of on short-term deals. They all make about the same amount of money. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there's no competition money-wise. I think there's kind of some um, some uh, efficiencies that can, can be gained that way. And I think I could always find a way to talk myself out of the multi-year contract yeah. and just say, if I'm going to have to pay one player uh, $150 million over the next 10 years, um, is there a way that I could get um, $151 million players uh, and uh, see if I could get a better result. I would say I would hazard a guess. Yes, 
But the next thing comes from, if you were to give each player $1 million contracts or in that area, what, what kind of baseball players are you getting? You know, if teams or players rather won't really want to sink down to that low of a bar, you know, will, well, you just, you might, will you be getting like prospects and older guys or? Absolutely. You may have to go out and get, you know, a, a five foot five inch second baseman that nobody wants, right. uh, you know, and throw him out there in the, the lineup and see what he does. And I think a team like the Houston Astros has done that and it's worked out quite well for them. Yes. Jose Altuve is fantastic. Yeah, so uh, I think the players everywhere, I think you can find them. I mean, good on the Boston Red Sox for going to get J.D. Martinez, and he's going to win the Triple Crown or something, and, and that's <laughs> fine. Uh, but um, to me, if I was uh, managing a, a team, uh, I would try to steer away from long-term contracts at big dollars wherever I possibly could. I would always be able to find a way to talk my, my way out of it. Yeah, no, I, I do think you're right. I think that the only issue with it is – you know, when you're competing against other teams, like when we're looking at right now in our division with the Blue Jays, um, New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, who will forever always have the biggest muscles to flex and will always be able to attract the big time free agents. So will you be able to compete with some of the best talent in the league? Well, I go back to our favorite movie, uh, Moneyball. And right. if you uh, you play like the Yankees uh, in here, you'll get beat by the Yankees out there. Exactly. you got to find a different way to compete, different way to go out after it, and um, try something different. And I think that by trying to sign big-time second-tier free agents to uh, to deals like your Kendris Morales or Jaime Garcia, I don't think that's going to work. No. Uh, so I think you got to try a different way. Right. Well... Signing. We're all talking about signing talk and big money. Let's talk about another guy that is going to be making big money soon. Let's go to the NBA real quick. LeBron James. Have you heard the name LeBron James? I've heard of LeBron James. Okay. Yep. I know that we... Strapping lad. Yeah, we, we dabble in the NBA game. You know, I, I try... I got more into it this year with the Raptors. You know, was kind of ascending. Maybe they were teasing me a little bit like, oh man, maybe we'll actually be a good team. And then they fell on their face against said LeBron James. So LeBron's got a decision to make, and he's got about 24 hours to make that decision. $35 million is on the table. He can take that money, and he can stay in Cleveland. The only issue there is his goal isn't just to make a lot of money. He's already made a lot of money. He wants to beat the Golden State Warriors, which he has failed to do twice. He did do one, but he still failed. So... I ask you this. Do you think he's going to take that 35 and see if he can attract players to Cleveland? Hard to make people want to take a job in Cleveland. You know, I, I would I would hazard a guess over the likes of L.A. So you think he's going to opt out of the contract and maybe try and go to L.A. or something like that? Yeah, I think he'll definitely opt out of the contract. Um, I don't think... Um, I, I do not agree with you that he has some sort of mission in his life mm. to beat the Golden State Warriors. I don't really think he cares. Um, I think sometimes fans put that on players as if we think that's that's how they think. Okay. Um, I, you think he's trying to get to the beach? I just think he wants to do something different and mix it up. Like yeah. he did at one point, he was with Cleveland, and then all of a sudden thought he'd mix it up and go to Miami, and Let's he go went to down South there. Beach. Absolutely. And now – he, he, and then when everybody thought he was going to do something different, he he, he surprised everybody and went back to Cleveland. Right. I think he's going to surprise everybody again. Oh. 
Uh, I know on record. Well, not on record. Uh, yeah, but you I, have told me the team that you think he's going to land with. Do, I would you do. Mind sharing that? I can on the podcast, <laughs> and um, I think he's going to the Portland Trailblazers. But um, uh, we'll, I think it'll be something like that. I think it's going to be a bit of a an off the rocker pick. I think he um, somebody in the Lakers might think that they've got him, but I don't think you ever really have LeBron James. Here's a guy that didn't go to college. He's never. Um, uh, he's never kind of gone the conventional path the way that everybody thought he was going to do. Right. Um, and he's also, uh, LeBron James, uh, I really hope that he does something outside of basketball. Right. I think this individual just has way too much to give to his country, to his society, right. to the plight of his people. Uh, and I really hope that he plays basketball for a couple of more years and realizes that he's got far more to give uh, outside of wearing those silly long shorts. LeBron 2020, make it happen, people. I, I have an also idea. I'm, I'm staying in the realm of Portland. How about this? LeBron opts out of the contract. He says, I'm going to start my own team. He goes to Seattle and he says, we're going to restart the Seattle Sonics. He gets Paul George in. He gets Kawhi Leonard in. Then next thing you know, he, he's running the team. He can pay whoever he wants, whatever. Maybe he'll get another owner to finance all this. Next thing you know, you got a super team up in Seattle, and everyone's like, oh, my God, what the fuck just happened? Mm. All right. Maybe let's stay in reality. Let's go on to some questions. I have prepared some questions for you, sport-related, that is. Right. Now, on. some of these are a little zany. Some of these are a little over the top. But I just want you to roll with the punches, maybe see what we got, maybe we'll, you know, Get some interesting answers. Who knows? Mm -hmm. All right. So we've already said it before. Big Vikings fan. Big Vikings fan. Big Vikings fan. How many Super Bowls have they won so far? Uh, hasn't what, been what's any. The, what's any the tally yet. yet? Yeah, none yet. That's a big um, old goose egg, right? Yeah. Okay. Zero. Interesting. At this, this point in time, yeah. And you know who would, if you had to hazard a guess, who would be the most recognized, biggest Viking of all time? Uh, most legendary. You know, Fran Tarkenton, probably our old quarterback from the 70s mm -hmm. uh uh you know still up there in the top 10 and passing completion and yards and uh was kind of the the first sort of superstar viking um you know i don't think he's the greatest player in franchise history but you know in terms of uh recognizable um on the record board uh i would say yeah Fran Tarkenton. all right i'm gonna throw something out to you mm. this is my question to you will kirk cousins be recognized as the greatest Viking of all time at the end of his career. Now, hear me out. This is my pitch to you. Let's say Kirk Cousins, he's go. Now he's in. What? What's? How long is he there for? What's his contract? Well, it's three years. Three but years. I mean, I think like two years. He's kind of there now. I would be surprised if, if he went somewhere else. If he went somewhere else after, I think he's going to be a Viking for the next, right. you know, five or six years. Still in his twenties. Late twenties. He had a great team. What if Kirk Cousins and that great chin of his leads your Vikings to the Super Bowl and wins it? Maybe once, maybe twice. Maybe this next five years is just known as the Vikings dynasty. And they kind of, they're getting far in the playoffs. Maybe they get knocked out. Maybe they win a chip. Maybe they lose a chip. Will Kirk Cousins, let's say he does these things, be recognized as the greatest Viking of all time? Because no one else has done that before for the Minnesota Vikings in the purple and gold. What do you think? Well, I think um, under your fantasy scenario where... Uh, Which will definitely come true. Uh, where they're winning championships and 
um, I think uh, quite possibly under, under your misapprehension uh, okay. that, uh, yeah, I mean, under that scenario, of course, he would be beloved uh, in Minnesota, but I don't see that happening. Mm. Uh, I think they'll have a good year this year. I think maybe within the next four or five years, everything falls their way and they have another deep playoff run and, and maybe they do appear in a Super Bowl or um, maybe even win a Super Bowl. They could even win a Super Bowl. It but could if happen. They, it could literally if happen. they do that, I think it'll be a consequence of their defense. Okay. And I think that if that were to happen, that Mike Zimmer would be uh, their head coach, would be sort of the seminal, beloved right. man that brought it to the franchise. Uh, although uh, Kirk Cousins... I don't know if he has bad breath or not, but uh, we don't have that information. He certainly um, did not make himself welcome for some reason uh, in Washington D.C. Yeah, uh, but I, I've heard um, you know D.C. can be a, a tough town for decent young men. Right. So uh, perhaps there's something else going on yeah. in in D.C. Nice. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly under that scenario, uh, Kirk Cousins uh, could be. Uh, could indeed be a beloved franchise icon. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, you come to me at the beginning of every single NFL season, or basically any day of the week, and you say, Malcolm, you know what? I think this year's the Vikings year. They're going to go all the way. So, I mean, who knows? The, it could be, it could happen for you. Mm -hmm. Just can't run into those Eagles again. All right. Next question. Still stay in the NFL. Who do you dislike more? The Packers? Or the field. When you when I say the field, I mean that includes the NFL gods. That includes, you know, Anderson, the kicker for the Vikings. That includes the Atlanta Falcons. That includes Brett Favre. You know, who who like that whole you know plethora of different opportunities or the Packers franchise. Yeah, I'll take the field on that. Um, you know, the Vikings have a ton of scars. Yeah, uh, in the playoffs uh, over the years. So we have uh, there's a lot of teams that we could bristle at uh, uh, along the way. But um, you know, and the Packers too. Uh, you can only hate them uh, in the way that love can hate. So there's uh, <laughs> you can only um, if we didn't have the Packers, right? We we couldn't hate them, and and, and it would be terrible. So. I'm going to definitely take the field. Uh, I love the Packers um, because I I love to hate them every year. Right, exactly. Mm. All right, this is my last question for you. Oh. So, you know, you, you, you can go anywhere with this question. The, ge the geography is not stated here. Where would you take Kevin Pillar for dinner? Now, I, we should probably preface who Kevin Pillar is. Yes, I think so. Kevin Pillar is the superstar center fielder. For the Blue Jays. Is, super, is Superstar a good term? You if you'd like to use Superstar, you may. Yeah. He's a pretty bad center fielder for the Toronto Blue Jays right now, and we like to malign. He's probably not the most hated player by you, but probably the most maligned as he's touted as this great defender, but only because he has hor horrific leads on fly balls and ends up <laughs> sprawling and somehow making a catch on something that probably would have been an easy out by some great outfielders. So, you know, he's not the biggest, we're not the biggest Kevin Pollard fans, but I am by proxy. Um, so where would you take him out for dinner? You know, this is a compulsory thing. You can't just opt out and say, oh, no, sorry, Mr. Tex, bro. You got, you got to take him out for dinner. Where would you go? That's a great question, Malcolm. Um, and I say that 
um, kiddingly because um, oh, okay. it is kind of a ridiculous question. Oh, but I'm sorry. Um, uh, but I'll try to answer it. You know, honestly, Thank I you. think that I would take him to uh, a restaurant mm. that you and I have eaten at. Okay. Wow. Um, that, that's only down to a couple of options. All right. Well, last year, uh, I don't know if you remember, but we went to France. We did go to France. We did go to France. And uh, very early on in our visit, um, we uh, we ate uh, a little ham, a little ham sandwich. Yeah. Um, we just landed. I was really tired. We went to the hotel. We had uh, we had a ham sandwich, and uh, we had a lovely trip the next week. Uh, but right towards the end of it, I got a little bit little ill. Right, a little sick. That is, um, that's true. Yeah, and it was a, a very painful plane ride home from France. <laughs> yep. Uh, and um, after a few days of it, I, I did go to the hospital, and and they sort of pinpointed exactly when I got ill, uh, when I ingested something, and it was much way before. Um, the trip home. So I think it was on our first night okay. where we ate that ham sandwich uh, at the hotel. And so I think if I had an opportunity to, um, to have dinner with Kevin Pillar, I'd take him to France yeah. and wow. we could go to that same hotel and have that same ham sandwich. And uh, I would uh, probably just leave him there. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, very, you know, devious and malevolent but i you know i agree with who knows maybe you just had a bad ham sandwich maybe he'll love the ham sandwich he'll have a really good time i hope he has a great career for the yeah. uh the paris towers exactly well that pretty much concludes but mike the questions i have for you do you have any for me that you want to maybe throw it off the top of your head i do there's one um there's one issue that i think uh we need to address and i actually think i'd i'd go back to the nba okay for this but really it's beyond the NBA looking at all basketball. I believe that uh, that basketball has a serious issue oh, wow. okay. right now. Late on. Has been a serious issue uh, in basketball for the last 10 or 15 years. And I think I see some light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And it's the length of the shorts. Oh, okay. And I would, I would like to see us go back to the 1970s. Short level shorts. shorts. Okay. Um, that's where I understand basketball. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, wearing the short shorts. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I want to see a little bit more leg. Okay. And uh, okay. I think it actually could, uh, could really help the league in general. And I was just wondering what your take in on yeah. it is. And no, I say Daisy Dukes all the way. Mm. Um, yeah, I know there is a trend in basketball um, below the waist gear that you're not a huge fan of, and that's the skinny tights that they wear underneath yeah. the shorts. You're not you're not the biggest fan of that. I hate the pantyhose. Okay, so so my you know if let's say we eliminated the shorts all like, all together. And they just wore those tights. You wouldn't like no, that. No, I wouldn't like that at all. I want to see leg. Okay, you want to see. I want to see leg, and leg. I want to see quite a bit of it. Oh wow! Okay, actually, what if? All right, one leg was completely covered, the other one was completely bare up to like the underwear region. You know, would right. that be enough leg, or do you like both legs? I like the balance. Okay, I like a good, good equilibrium. Yeah, of... I don't want I don't want shirts underneath the top either. Okay, I'd, I'd, I don't want that. I just want the jersey. I want the jersey. And the tiny shorts, and I want the uh, the shorts to uh, to mid thigh at best. Okay, and I. I, I gotta agree with you. I mean, sometimes when it's not as bad as it was in the mid two thousands, when people were wearing like pretty much pants, you yeah. know, to these basketball games. I'm all about the little shorts. But in what way do you think this will make it better for the league? Well, I I just think you know cleaning. 
cleaning bills. Right. Uh, Less uh, way down. fabric, you know. Yeah, I think um, you you uh, the players would be closer to the fans. Literally if you will, closer, closer yeah. to the fans. Yeah. Uh, I think you'd bring in a whole different demographic okay. into the game uh, to watch. Uh, I just don't see any downside at all. And so uh, I mentioned earlier in the podcast about LeBron James and his clown pants. And uh, I think if we could go back to the golden age of NBA basketball and make NBA basketball great again, okay. uh, starting with like the short shorts. like a version of that slogan before. I, I, I don't know. No, never. I, I don't, that doesn't ring a bell. Mm. I'm yeah. glad you're in agreement with me on that. Total lockstep. Perfect. Little shorts. Let's make it happen. Okay. <laughs> Going into the final, final section of this podcast, I call it the plugs. Plug, plug. Can't find a socket. Oh, there it is. Oh, man. Oh, thank God. My, my laptop is just about to die. Plugs. What have you been watching, slash reading, slash listening to, slash eating? What have you been doing? Plug it right now. Put it on the podcast. Well, um, there's really only one passion in my life at the moment, mm-hmm. and that is PlayStation Golf. Okay. So I've noticed it started with you know five minutes at a time, ten minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm up to a solid hour every single day. Oh, wow. um, Dedication. A variety of different courses, uh, making up. Uh, you know, folks with silly blonde hair. I've made a Malcolm. Yeah, rice. You're, you're kind of creating all of your family members. I've done some that. Sort of weird. Yes. Kind of, you know, slightly interesting. I have. Sort of so, dynamic. I mean, I am just deep into uh, PlayStation Golf right now. Would you Would you like to reveal your latest creation, or would that? Would I don't think I will. Okay. I don't think that I will because um, there should be some. I think there's some. Some FERPA rules, some oh, privacy yeah, rules true. that we have to think about. Um, some of it's not all that flattering. Just in case the FBI is listening to this. Yeah, that's right. But there are people that I golf with uh, on a regular basis um, who are entertaining players. Yeah. And I've made replicas of them on the PlayStation right. uh, so that they can play these, um, these. these. And, and, you know, actually, I think I enjoy it better than the real game. It's, it's certainly easier. It's easier. Less walking. Um, no allergies. Yes. You know, I don't have to wear any sunscreen. Man, that, that is really true. There's a lot of benefits to it. And so I think, uh, you know, later in my life, I've discovered this passion and I'm going to ride it wow. uh, as, as long and as hard as I can, or at least until my son goes back to school and takes the PlayStation. Yeah, I, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm pushing to leave the PlayStation here for the sole reason of just seeing that joy of me coming down and then you just, you know, hitting some balls around and then I see the little Malcolm avatar and he's like fist bumping the sky and then because he just won the trash open or something, whatever they call it. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I I think that's a great plug. Um, I'm plugging Wimbledon. Wimbledon is coming up early July. Um, A big, you know, when I say big, I use that term loosely at best. I'm a major tennis you know, enthusiast, I would say. I, I tune in four times a year. Uh, my favorite player is, I don't really know why he's my favorite player, but it's Nick Kyrgios. I, I think it's just because he plays with a different style that none of the other players play with, and that, that style is not giving a shit, mm. um, which is interesting in the sport of tennis, kind of macro, macaronian. 
macaroni and cheese. How can you say it? McEnroe? Yeah, Matt McEnroe. John McEnroe. John McEnroe. McEnroe. He's yeah. kind of like that. But yeah, so the Wimbledon's coming up. The past six major championships, I'm sure you know this, have gone. Federer, Nadal. Federer, Nadal. Federer, and most recently, Nadal. Those two are old men. Yes. Why are they winning tennis matches? It's insane. It is insane. It's absolutely insane. I, you know, it's similar to the argument with Tom Brady. I think every tennis player under the age of 30 should be ashamed of themselves. Right. Uh, I also believe that if you look back historically in tennis, um, that the great players of today's generation, the Federers, the Nadals, etc., I don't think they, they even hit the top 10 Interesting. of players from back in the 80s. I Controversial think you, statement. I think if you throw Nadal, Against any of the top 10 players from the 80s, huh. I think he loses in straight sets. Odd, uh, would the rackets be the same or would they have to play with the like little... Well, I think we need to, to you know, oranges to, to, to mandarins or something. Um, you know, certainly uh, they got to play with the same equipment. But back in the day, they play with the wooden rackets. And um, I just think they were far superior players. I watched these players play. And I think they they don't hit the ball very hard. Right. They candy ass it around. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I don't think they can move very well. Hmm. Uh, I don't think. Is there anything they can do well? I don't think they're overly intelligent oh, wow. as players. Going after their um, intelligence. You know, I I just feel that are they good fathers? Do you think? I I think that they 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 make a nice quiche or or something. They you know they oh. they they look after themselves. They're That's healthy, nice, uh, you know, nice guys. Um, yeah, um, but I think as tennis players, I I think they are incredibly limited. Hmm. And so I think if you go back to the Borgs and the McEnroes, and I don't think any of them could take a set off Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's hard to argue because I haven't actually seen those guys play tennis, Ooh. but um, I will say I have seen Federer play. The guy's pretty good. I would say he chose his profession well. I think you know he was dabbling in quiche making and the bakery, you know, style of things. But I think he he chose you know tennis. Well, I'm happy for you if you're yeah. enjoying um, you know Nick Kyrgios and the modern day tennis player a little bit. Um, and you know me, I'm not one to be nostalgic about right. the days gone by. I, you know, I, I'm very much into today's athletes and how good they are. Right. But tennis players, I don't understand this phenomenon. Right. Well, I'm going to give my projected winner. You ready for this? Do right. it. Raphael. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Roger Federer, I think. <laughs> well, because it's gone back and forth and back and forth. So, I mean... Trends are trends. This isn't an algorithm. You can go outside of the box. Like okay. you can pick another tennis player. This isn't the Matrix. This isn't no, a simulation. No, it is not. Oh, you know. okay. I'll go with Sasha Zverev, young guy from Germany, also known as Alexander Zverev. Very good young tennis player. I think he plays good on grass. He looks great in white, uh, which is good for Wimbledon. Important. Important. Rocks a solid headband. Nice. I'm all in. I like a good headband. It's, yeah. is, it, is it under? Can can people wear headbands to golf in? I want to. Yeah, I, I do want to. I think that's a game changer for me. Uh, I've got you know I'm, I'm you know me I'm, I'm not overly tanned. Okay, yeah. a little white. 
That's probably the Scottish heritage in you. Could be. I've got sunscreen all over myself. Mm-hmm. And Simon Kinsey style. pours into my eyes mid-round. I want to go with a tennis band headband. Plus, I want to go wristbands. Oh. Thick wristbands as Jeez. well. Um, I think I golf in those, and I can cut three, four strokes off my game. Wow. Who, who should we contact? Who do you think? Do you think Noodle will pick us up? Like, they're, I know they're pretty low. Yeah, top on, flight, maybe. Yeah. Top like, flight. Pinnacle. 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 I, I'm going to look up the pinnacle number. We're going to give them a call. After this. Yeah, absolutely. Golf, idea. wrist, and headbands. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's it's the next big thing. It's the next big thing. You know what else is going to be the next big thing? Probably not this podcast. But I really hope so. I, I'm ach- I'm achieving. I'm, I'm building it up slowly. You know, I think this has been really good podcasting. It's been. A pleasure to have you on board. I'm just glad to be had, and uh, I'm hoping uh, I can, uh, can make it on to uh, podcast number five or six or seven. Yeah, we'll see when you come around. I believe my next podcast, I'm going to try and get the elusive Mackenzie Rice. Does she live here anymore? She eats here. Yeah, that is, that, I've no, seen that's her true. Uh, here. She yeah. doesn't really clean, she doesn't do the dishes, though. Well, she's. Uh, I think Mackenzie Rice is a fabulous house housemate. Oh, um, one of the all-time best. And I feel, you know, with the presence that she brings, uh, she doesn't really need to do uh, any of this kind of housework. Uh, I wouldn't suggest it for yourself. No, you know, I don't think that you bring enough to the equation mm. where you could kind of take away some of these tasks. Right. Um, we'll pretty much just keep you around to open up the dishwasher. Right, because I do know today I did empty and fill the dishwasher. Right, so, yeah, which you know, is... I just, um, just want to plug it. Are we still in the plug section? Can I, can I, can I say that? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely fine. And okay. I'm going to go on the podcast on the record tonight to say you know, that, that I will take that in lieu of your, uh, your monthly rent. I really appreciate that. And I also appreciate everyone for listening to this, for letting us, you know, in, you know, invade your ear holes for about you know 45 minutes i don't know how long this is going hopefully not too long mm. but i should probably stop the rambling right now and we should go get rita's i think I like it i think mom just got us some ice cream that's right all right so thank you very much everyone for listening and you have a good day and i have been malcolm rice oh one last thing where can people find you on the internet uh i'm a twitter guy okay so what you want to do is uh twitter me up at uh jack rice underscore loyola which is uh, a university they allow me to work at. Yes. And uh, please, you're, you're a treasure. I've heard. Please follow along. I am a treasure, yes. um, in in a manner of speaking, yeah. uh, at the university. And so um, I will be retweeting Malcolm's uh, podcasts because it's just something that I have to do. Yes, it's legally obligated. And you can find me at musing.malcolm. That's M-U-S-I-N-G-S dot Malcolm. That is on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Gmail. Send us an email. We will read it out because it will probably be the only email that we receive. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You have a great day. Good night.